Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. December 27th, 2020. Holy Innocence. An unfortunate anacronym. Bad behavior on the radio, naughty cameras, and cloning. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a daily show, even though it technically isn't every day. It is barely edited and sometimes offensive. It is a good show. Some might even call it awesome. If you are friends with someone who doesn't think this show is awesome, you deserve better friends. Well, hello. I wasn't ready. Try again. Damn it. Are you ready? No, I'm ready. Well, hello. Hello. Here we are. Welcome. Back again. To the Monster Truck Rally. Okay. I don't know. I've never been to one. but I, I understand they're pretty popular for a certain kind of person. We're smashing stereotypes over the place. Are we? We both grew up in a Smashing, like fighting them or smashing them like... That's a word for intercourse, is smashing. It, it is. It's it a is. euphemism for intercourse. Which I, were you saying? I was saying more like stomping out stereotypes. Okay. We both grew up in rural Oklahoma. It's true. Neither of us have ever been to a big truck rally. It's true, but I've been to several rodeos, and I feel like uh, they can't be a ton different. Well, one involves animals. Well, one's animals, one's machinery. Both of them have a high probability of somebody getting the crap beat out of them. Or kicked out of them. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> a beating can happen in many ways, shapes, and forms. That's a true fact. Words to grow on. I uh, feel a cold coming on, a uh, virus. You do? So Are you COVID? I don't think it's COVID. It Is that wrong? Be. Can you just have a regular cold? You can. You can. We've already had COVID. We, we've talked about this. Not on the show necessarily. And not verified by... Not verified by the sciences. Testing. But I have no other explanation for losing my smell and taste for two weeks. I know, but in the in the history of all of COVID, that's never happened to me. What do you think that means? We all have different symptoms. Okay. I think we're generally healthy people. Yeah. And so it was a pretty light load, but we all had it at about the same time. Okay. Well... Regardless, I don't sound great, so I'm going to turn this over to you. You know what? You sound fantastic. Well, you're very kind to say that. Will I you can make hear out it, with though. me later? Do you want to get sick? You I like colds? Bring it on. Bring I've it had COVID. On. What are you going to do? <laughs> Here we go. The dogs are pretty aggressive. One of them got out of their cage. Hey, hang on. One moment, camera. Megan, entertain the people. Okay, one of our dogs is very bad and she hates her own bed. There's no reason for it other than she's the drama queen. And uh, no matter what her lot in life, she's unhappy about it. Yes. That is the yes. one named Stella. Her name is Meg. I mean, Stella. How dare you? How dare you, sir? Uh, when we named her Stella, we should have known. That yeah, well, like a fussy name, we right? picked the name because it fit her. Yes. We knew. We knew ahead of time. It's true. Well, hey, today's December 27th. Yeah, it is. Um, some of you may be realizing there was no episode yesterday. And if you're not a member of the Facebook groups, then you don't know what happened. We undoubtedly recorded the best episode that we've ever recorded it in was, our lives. It was stellar. It was really good. Yeah. 
I enjoyed it. Yeah. Not Stella, but Stellar. Stellar. Different. Yeah. Um, and we had malfunctions on the camera. It grabbed about a third of yep. the episode. Yep. By the time we were done and realized what had happened, we'd already we'd already spent the goodness we had to give. We mm. couldn't re-record. It was too late. And yep. you were probably busy anyway and didn't have time to listen. So it's okay. It's okay. It is okay. But it's the 27th today, and it is the third day of Christmas, okay. which is Holy Innocence Day. If you are biblically inclined, or just want to know the definition without going to look for yourself, chapter 2 of the Gospel of Matthew, I feel like it's probably touched on other elsewhere, but maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, in any event, um, we're looking at the the birth Right? The yes. birth of Christ. We mm -hmm. have the wise men coming along, stopping through, and in their hunt, they'd stopped through and visited with King Herod. Well, King Herod, he was not exactly a, a devout Jew. Well, he wasn't Jewish at all. He, he was in name, not in practice. Is that true? Yeah. He was, he was very tightly into butt-kissing of Rome. I thought he was appointed by Rome, right? But Rome's going to make an appointee that's at least semi-tolerable to the Jews. Okay. And so he's, I believe, and I could be wrong, I wouldn't swear by this, I believe he has ties to the Jewish community, may have been of Jewish ancestry. Okay. But he wasn't a devout practicing Jew. Yeah. Um, he basically kissed butt and filled a spot. And was trying to satisfy the people while keeping Rome happy, not just satisfying them. In any event, um, he was educated as to the prophecies. Mm. And so he felt very threatened by baby Jesus mm. because baby Jesus was potentially... According to the Magi. According to the Magi, according to the prophecy, this was someone who would replace him. Mm. So he's, he's feeling threatened. Yeah. Um, he'd made a handful of attempts... And through the Magi, one of them being, to identify where was this threat so mm -hmm. that he could dispatch it, yes. to put it lightly. Yes. Um, the Magi dodged, dip, dived, mm -hmm. and dodged, and all the things. Oh, yeah. Got away, and so Herod then, as a response to try to remove any threat, just said, Hey, you know what? Every boy under the age of two in Bethlehem will be put to death. Can I just pause for a minute? Can you look at... Our son, Nicholas, who's under the age of two. Can you imagine? I can't look at him right now. He's not here. He's and not no, here. I'm not going to imagine him dying. I don't want to go there. Well, okay, that's fine. I do think that in order to understand the depth of horror mm -hmm. of this day, of this moment in history. This was definitively one of the holocausts yes and i don't think that's unfair to no. use that term at all absolutely that's why this term exists yeah i'm just resting very, my foot here i'm not cooking yet. very heinous you've already jiggled the camera no yes, i'm just resting it okay i'll leave it yeah i did whole, it again table jumped as though for the, the big one finally happened and california <laughs> fell off into the ocean <laughs> for the six of you watching that was me jiggling the table yes. i have moved my foot now Okay, back to the series. So, yeah, yeah, I don't want to dwell on it because it's a terrible, yeah. terrible thing. But what this feast day is, it's a celebration of those children who lost their lives, regarding them as the proto-martyrs, the first martyrs of the early church. Just like St. Stephen, who we celebrated yesterday. That's right. That's right. And these kids would have come before him. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, two days ago was, yeah. was he, he, him. He... The person, Mr. Stephen, Stephen the Sir, something. Uh, good dude, good dude. Died terribly. Well, okay. he, he was stoned to death. Yeah. You want to go that way? No, I don't want to do that. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, it's it's a very, it's an awesome celebration yeah. in terms of, it wasn't even up to them. They were martyred by no choice. And it, it's, a, it's a means of, of sending some reverence backwards to a terrible yes. time. It's not like a... We're thrilled that this happened. Celebration. Right. It's a just like a lot of times funerals today are a celebration of life. It's to me that vein of thought. Okay. Um, now, just as a weird oddity to include, because I do so enjoy oddities. 
prior to the 17th century, and I'm not even, I couldn't make this up if I tried. Although this does sound like something It does you would sound make up. like something I'd make up. One of the ways that this was quote unquote celebrated is that it was customary to spank your children at sunrise, yep. like waking them up with a spanking to remind them of the suffering of the innocents. It's a little aggressive. Happy third day of Christmas, children. Yeah. You're getting a spanking before yeah. you wake up. Just waking up crying. What's happening? It's I didn't do anything. Pretty exactly. Aggressive. And that's you said the, the innocence. 1600s. That's pretty far into history for that to continue. It did. It's not the case anymore. Although I say that, it's not the case commonly. There yeah. are evidently, based on how things were written, kind of what I breezed through, there are still a few strangos that do that. I feel a sort of connection to the Holy Innocence because the Adoration Chapel, when mm -hmm. I was a permanent juror for a while until Nico robbed it of me. Yes, Nico stole it. Yes, uh, no, but truly until just having a toddler in tow, it became unworkable. Um, the Adoration Chapel here in Oklahoma City is called Holy Innocence Chapel, mm -hmm. and it is uh, established in like sort of honor of the Holy Innocence of Rome or yeah. Beth, uh, Judea, yes, who lost their lives. So yes. I don't, I don't know where people stand on issues, and I'm not trying to take a stance on issues. I have my stances, you have yours, and that's fine. Yeah, um, this chapel was very purposefully placed mm -hmm. next door mm -hmm. to an abortion clinic. Mm -hmm. There was no vulgar picketing. No. There was no, no. Anything heinous done, it was just a prayer chapel established next door. It's a prayer chapel, and if you're not Catholic, when we say Adoration Chapel, it might have a question mark around it, what an Adoration Chapel is. But an Adoration Chapel is a place where you can go and pray in the Blessed Sacrament, which is um, the pres the real presence of Christ yes. in the Holy Eucharist is on display 24-7 usually for an Adoration Chapel. Yes. So this chapel, the Holy Innocence Chapel in Oklahoma City, was established, as you said, right next door to a an, an abortion clinic. Within a year of the chapel opening... It was less than a year. Less than a year, that abortion clinic closed. However, after the clinic closed, the Adoration Chapel was continued on. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. This is not an uncommon occurrence mm -hmm. uh, around the U.S., if not the globe as well. It's encouraging. It's interesting. It's fascinating to say here literally is the presence of Christ and yes. that the other the other thing could not continue with him nearby. And, I, and I'm, I don't know. I, I think certainly there's different perspectives of how someone would view abortion. Mm -hmm. And all that we ever hear in media mm -hmm. is the very extreme edges. Um, I think that the position... And correct me if I'm wrong. I think the position that this clinic took is that it, it wasn't to vilify anybody who would participate in that. Mm. It was to say there's more options than just that. Yes, that's very true. And it was a prayerful approach. Yes, very prayerful. change hearts to hope that both through the chapel as well as extra sources as well, that people would be made aware of the other choices available mm -hmm. and that they might choose them rather than. Yes. And and it, it worked quite well. Yes. So all of that to say, uh, sort of happy feast or solemnity of the Holy Innocence. Yeah, yeah. And happy second day of Christmas. Indeed. Well, third day. Third day, sorry. Yes. Third day. What did you get me for the third day? What did I get you? It's out in the driveway. It's called <laughs> it's a, it's a, a Suburban. Same, it's the same thing every day. Yes. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. It absolutely it's better, does. It's even better than the Jelly of the Month Club. Very much better, yes. Well, 1906 is the first, and I want you to really listen to this. It's the first meeting of the American Sociological Society. Mm -hmm. How would you abbreviate that? Well, it's the good old ASS. That's right. It's the ASS. Yeah. The ass. They made it all... This is 1906, and they made it all the way to 1959 before they recognized the just blatant, desperate necessity of a name change where they became the American 
sociological association. Indeed. Oof. I read through a historical document written in research paper format. Okay. Of many pages. Um, and I continued reading because in my seventh grade humor, every time they mentioned something in reference to the ass, I chuckled. Well, it is. I snickered. It, you sniggered? That as well. Both no, of them. No. Back and forth between the two. Between snickering and snickering. Yes. Um, <laughs> perhaps my favorite was when they'd celebrated, I feel like it was 1953 or 54 was the first female ass president. Oh my. As they wrote it. Yes. I just read what they wrote. Yes. Right there. It black and there. white. It black yes. and white. No graphics because it was a research document. Yes. Um, that's amazing. I love it. Yes. And if I could go back to school and change my major, I would be an ass. There we go. You'd be good at being an ass. I'm pretty good now. Just as a just as a what what's what's it called? An honorary degree earner. Yes. Well, on this very day in 1937, one Miss Mae West is banned from NBC Radio. Now, Mae West, M-A-E, Mae West, she was no stranger to controversy. In fact, mm -hmm. you probably have her name filed away in your mind somewhere if you're a student of American pop culture at all. Her signature style was, and this is a great word, body. Yes. B-A-W-D-Y. I commit to using the word body more often in 2021. That's a great word. It is a great word. Now, the ding-dongs over at NBC thought that it would be a good idea to have her, Mae West, already controversial. Right. right? She was absolutely typecast oh, as the, yeah. the sexual innuendo person. Yes. Well, they thought, let's have her star as Eve in the Garden of Eden. They even redefined the role of Eve to better suit West, basically making it a naughty role. Yeah. Not body, but also naughty. Naughty. And it's 1937. 1937. We don't need to sexualize the stories of the Bible. Yeah, there's no okay? elbow room for that. No. The FCC went after NBC on grounds of, grounds of indecency. Which was a significant charge at the time. Sure. Now, NBC uh, blamed Ms. West, claiming that the script was fine, but it was all her. She was the one whose yes. tone and style of performance made it offensive. They barred her from any network programs, including, and this is pretty significant, any mention of her name. Yes. They were serious yes. about it. And it went on quite some time. Yes. Quite some time before she was even able to get meaningful work again. I believe it. I have to say, one, I mean, definitively, she was a provocateur. Mm -hmm. That was her claim to fame. Yes. And even in today's day and age, though what's what qualifies as provocateur today is different than it was then, it's still a very love or hate relationship. There's no middle ground with it. Yeah. So she's partially at fault because mm -hmm. the very... The very thing that uh, makes you famous can be the thing that makes you terrible. Oh, sure, of course. But NBC, you plainly were the turds yesterday that you are today. Oh, absolutely. Oh, we didn't know. How could we have known? Just come on. It, it was it was a pretty terrible thing all around. Big network, man. Yep. Indeed. Well, 1989. 89. This, this is terrible. I've got some terrible things today. 1989. Rock and roll legend Chuck Berry. Now, Chuck Berry wasn't. Chuck Berry didn't become famous in 89. No, no. Chuck Berry was late 50s and 60s mm. and. Oh, yeah. Great music. Yeah. Although I don't know if I can ever listen to it again now that I'm hearing this. Okay. In 89, he was sued by a former cook in his restaurant for allegedly, and that's probably the most gratuitous use of that word that's ever existed, putting a camera in the ladies' room. Well, what's found out is that the, not camera, but cameras mm. that went unnoticed for quite some time, yeah. when he was finally busted, they found two, a pair of, quote, toilet tapes where the clips had been edited together for viewing pleasure. Mm -hmm. He ultimately, he didn't lose any lawsuits. He settled ah. two different suits. 
one that was a class action suit for 830000 and then a second one which was between this cook and someone else involved as well for 310000 mm. Isn't settling basically saying, yeah, we're guilty, but here's some money to make it go away? Pretty much, yes. It's like we're, we're looking at the potential outcome of a loss. Yeah. We don't want to pay the attorney's fees and the settlement. Yeah, exactly. So if you can be satisfied with this amount and then shut up and never talk about it again, we'll yes. all move on. Now, here's the thing. Kyle and I are grown-up adults. We are... We I, watch each other go to the bathroom all the time. We actually try to avoid that. We do. We desperately try to. But I, I feel like we're not really prudes, you know? Well, I, I wouldn't call myself. I wouldn't call you. If anything, you've dragged me kicking and screaming out of my prude cave. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. You're quite racy. We're not here. Let's just get that on the record. Okay. But we're not here to kink shame anyone. No. If watching people go to the bathroom is your thing, that's great. But there's an important element that was missing here. Cooperative. Uh, consent. Yeah. Consent. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And so here's the thing. When I discovered that there's a whole bunch of ladies out there selling pictures of their feet to those foot fetishists on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, I was a little appalled. I don't myself have a foot fetish. But you know what? Those ladies, they're making their dollars with their pictures of their feet. That's true. The people who are buying them, they're getting their yayas off of pictures of people's feet. It's a consensual contract. Yeah. So go for it. But here, Chuck Berry's like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. I'm going to put these cameras into the oh, restroom. Who needs to go to the bathroom? Use my bathroom. <laughs> it's okay, I swear. Exactly. Now, all of that, let's make perfectly clear. Yeah. Because there's been some discussion about this in the, the popular media today. Okay. Um, we're not on board with prostitution. I didn't say anything about prostitution. I know, but you're saying people go their own way. Yeah. And the thing about prostitution is that, uh, at least the two of us, not that we're deeply experienced in it, we're unaware of any... Any occurrences of this where it's truly yeah. the choice? This is usually a, a slavery-type setup. There's a lot of problematic things about around being a sex worker. Uh, and, yeah, it's hard for me, especially as a feminist, to get behind this. Although I know there are many feminists who are staunchly behind it. It's problematic. I didn't know you were going to take such I, a... Uh, I hadn't planned on turn. it. I hadn't planned on it. I thought we were talking about Chuck Berry and the toilet tapes. Well, that's dark <laughs> enough. It's dark enough. But, yeah, it's... You, you always have to take into consideration in anything, not just sexual things, but yeah. in anything. You have to take into consideration. It's one thing to say, if it's someone's choice, then fine, but... The reality is to, to look and say, it. when is it actually a person's yes, choice? I see what you're saying. Sometimes just saying it's consensual doesn't tell the whole That's right. That's moral, right. ethical story of what's happening. I, I yeah. track with what you're saying for sure. We can definitely say that in the case of the toilet tapes in Chuck Berry, there was yeah, no nobody, ethical consent given. Yeah, <laughs> nobody agreed to that, which is why he's out... Whatever, oh, one point, over one, a million point two million, somewhere yes. in that range. That's right. All right. Well, speaking of a question of ethics, here mm, we go. Yes, because in, it's all awesome today. Yeah. In 2002, CloneAid announced the birth of the first cloned human baby. And that's an actual sentence, not from science fiction, it's from real. reality. It's real. CloneAid. Now, we have talked about this company. Yes, it came up in the past. Of course. It came up in the past. They are registered in the Bahamas where everything's a little loosey-goosey legally. I'm sorry to paint with broad strokes. Well, all of the Caribbean's a pretty it's, freewheeling place. It's a freewheeling place. And there's a lot of rum and beautiful beaches. And beaches, yes. yes. And babies, evidently. Well, yeah, according to CloneAid. Now, they are registered, registered in the Bahamas. They're a Canadian-based... Canada, damn it! What are you doing? Human cloning organization. They see cloning as the first step in achieving immortality. Yeah. Or 
Some of us might say immorality. Well, maybe both the same. I don't know. No. But let's not skip past Canada. What are what? you doing? Why? I mean, it could have been any. What are you country. doing? Why don't you just stick with hockey and maple syrup? Why you gotta go... And poutine. Clone babies. I almost said clone bacon. Now, you can clone bacon if you want to. That's okay. <laughs> but let's not move past bacon. Yeah. I would eat cloned bacon, would yeah, you? I probably, eh, I don't know. I feel sketchy about it. I probably have already eaten you cloned bacon and have. I didn't even know it. It's true. In the 18 years since this happened, because this, again, was 2002. Right. They were first criticized by people like you and me, mm -hmm. then called out as frauds. By the popular media. Okay. They were. Or the legacy media. The legacy media. That's a new phrase now. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, they were forgotten, but they do still exist today. They've still been doing their cloning business. Yep. Can I just say this? No. Okay, yes. The ethics of cloning are very 100% sketchy. However, on many, and I cannot say this, I cannot emphasize this strongly enough, many an occasion, I have thought to myself how much easier things would be if I simply had a clone or two or three of myself one each, kind of yep. like in that movie Multiplicity. Keaton. Michael right? Keaton. Michael Keaton. That's a great movie. Michael Keaton and Andy I McDowell. Love, I love the one that's a little bit challenged who puts You'll a piece of it. pizza in his wallet. Yes. He's, there's a simple purity to him. Yeah. It's magnificent. I haven't thought about that movie in a few minutes, but yes. Anyway, as Michael Keaton's character in Multiplicity kind of was like, if I could just have one one me who's doing this and one me who's doing that, I could get it all done. I I, I relate to that mm -hmm. on a deep and spiritual level. I don't I'm not saying that I'm gonna go find Clonade's current If you haven't already. Operandus. Who are you? You're not Maggie. I'm just saying I understand. I do have to say, though, that, that talking about cloning human babies, it does feel like extremely sci-fi. And that was in 2002. 2002. And let's be honest, that's the first time they went public. Yes. So how do you, where do you stand on if it's a genetically cloned thing, but it has full consciousness? It's not just like a wild animal in a human body, but it's an actual... Human? Does it have a soul? That's. This is what I. I have to. I don't know enough about the science of cloning, but it feels like if they take the same DNA and literally multiply it, or whatever they mm -hmm. do to clone and make a new human, that at the moment of the creation of that human, as I understand humanity, that person is a person with a soul. I would agree. I mean, look at our twins. They're identical twins. It's true. They have the same DNA. They have the same DNA. but We cloned them, but not in a lab. <laughs> I cloned them in my womb. In Megan. <laughs> Megan is cloning. In my uterus, I cloned them together. Just kidding. I never chose to have twins. But Well, you did it one way or the other. It happened. They are identical twins. And yet, we can look at them and say, obviously, they are two individual humans. Yes. Yes. Though their DNA is the same. And so, that kind of adds an element of, like, I. it makes my brain hurt to think about it the moral ethical implications. Well, I, I don't think it's... the the. Here's a perspective that maybe clears that up. Okay. The moral and ethical implication... To me, and I'm saying this differently than maybe I would have in the past, it isn't just simply that a cloning has occurred. Because if, in fact, you could do that and just be like, oh, well, here's another thing that's the same physical makeup, but quite obviously a different spiritual makeup. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know that I have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is the number of failed attempts where babies yeah. died. yeah. I, That's I agree. Problematic. It's super problematic. I, I understand what you're saying. And then whatever the motivation is, if it is in fact to try to create some weird sense of immortality and yeah. all the things, and who who would you be destroying to support someone else? We've had weird sci-fi movies where yeah. clone farms existed so yes. that someone had an organ bank. I mean, that's the thing. The ethics of this conversation cannot be extrapolated or separated from what's happening. 
and it is interesting that this happened in 2002. Like you said, they, the whole news around it sort of fell out of favor, but they still exist today. Still exist today. Not small. It's, it's a very fascinating conversation. And I think that for you and I, having two humans in our family that exist in identical sense gives us an interesting perspective on the conversation. Yes. It makes us experts. No, yeah, we're definitely <laughs> experts. I have a advanced degree in cloning. Well, I am a a rocket surgeon, and so that plays in as well. Right? Look, if after the damage done to my human body, conceiving and carrying twins doesn't get me an advanced degree in cloning, Indeed. I say Indeed. BS right. on all of it. I'm with you. Okay. All right. Well, part of what we covered yesterday that didn't make that it to air didn't make it to air was we kind of went through some quick perspectives on call it the month, call it the holiday, call it the month, call it the year, whatever. We're we're loose in definitions. What's something that was less than for you that you would not like to do again? As I think back over the month that leads up to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Here we are in the closing days of 2020. I did a poor job this year of keeping a track of what I purchased in terms of Christmas gifts, especially for our children. Yes. Unlike, no, just like other years, your your mom, my parents gave me cash. Yeah, the old, the greatest gift effort. You do all the damn work. Yeah, basically. And Such a so, cop out. Screw you, parents. It. I didn't do great this year, and I can talk about that more later, but I did not do a good job of keeping track, and therefore I found myself at Target in the closing hours before Christmas, the countdown to Christmas, buying even more because I somehow had convinced myself I hadn't bought enough. It was, I just, I lost myself in the swirl. I don't like that. I've actually not done that very much in the past. It's true. It happened this year. I don't like it, and I would like to not repeat that again. Okay. Um, mine's kind of a twofold pick. Okay. Um, and it'll come into play with the other choices as well as we move through this content. Um, we, not by our own choice, it wasn't a conscious decision. We ended up not having a private moment of nuclear family celebration. Me, you, and our five spawn. Our five spawn. That's where I would like to have a moment. We didn't this year. And I think that's the first time, maybe since we've had kids, I'm not willing to argue about this. I'm just going to throw that blanket statement out there. Maybe the first time since we've had a kid that we haven't had a moment just with our DNA offspring to have... Our, our clones, clones, our clones, to say this is this is just us. <clears throat> not yeah. that it's better, not that it's worse. Just it's singled out as us. We didn't get to have that. You yeah, don't like it. You don't want to do that. I again. don't like it. As kids opened presents, they didn't know who to look to to share the joy yeah. that they they felt, and that's damn it. That's our joy. Yes, with them, not yes. someone else's, and so that's not going to happen again. Even if I become the most hated relative in the family. I don't have a problem with that. That's a burden I'm happy to bear because selfishly, I want that moment with my kids. I got it. Okay. So that was something less than. Now, how about something just middle of the road that you wouldn't mind doing again? Well, I hate to categorize this. What I'm going to say is middle of the road because it was was something good. It was something new. Mm -hmm. We tried out. I wouldn't mind doing this again, okay? And that's the daily Advent readings, not just like an Advent devotional or a book I'm going to try to read during Advent, but turning to the church to say, what should I read from Scripture every day? We've never done that before. It was deeply informative in terms of like looking at salvation history. It helped us to experience the longing yeah. and the sort of irritation of waiting. Indeed. If as I may say so. Absolutely shared with the very people that we were reading about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay. Um, uh, so I liked it. I wouldn't mind if in the yeah. pa- in the future, I almost said in the past, we can't change the past. Well, not that you're willing to admit on camera. We could go into some sci-fi discussion, but no, truly, in the future, if we decide, you know what, for our family... Regardless of what we're doing 
sharing with our community, but in our family, if we just every single day read the mass readings that the church in her wisdom has said for the lectionary this year, read this in the lead up to Christmas. Yeah. I think that's instructive for us and very good. And it's okay if you don't get it. Yes. Every time. It's exactly. not it's not a deal that you sign up for another means of judging yourself. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree fully. Okay. Um, now, I'm going to have a weird one here. I like weird ones. We'd ended up, we didn't, yeah, we did three different Christmas gatherings with heavy air quotes around gatherings. We did one very quick in the presence visit to one section and then we did a zoom call with a large group and then we did a FaceTime call with a a singular individual and it wasn't I I don't know when I began to discover this contemplatively to look and say how many times do we get together not not even really because the other person wants to but because someone in the matrix of people mm-hmm. is like, well, the societal demand is that this is what's expected. Yes. Maybe we're the one that feels the pressure. Maybe someone else is, but we do this. Yeah. And invariably. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. A small percentage of the people bears the burden of, hey, Make a bunch of homemade food and bring it and get your timing right and get here and serve it. Basically, be our wait staff, mm. serve it, clean up afterwards, and then shh, I don't want to hear you talk. You listen to me tell all my stories. I'm going to tell you about all my health maladies. Yes. I'm going to tell you about all my friends who have died or my friend, a friend of a friend whose relative died for some reason. This is even pre COVID. Yes. <clears throat> and at the end of it, the one who dominated the conversation, they're not really happy. Yeah. And you're sure as hell not happy. That's for sure. For having endured it. Mm-hmm. All of that. Well, through our our digital experience with people, it was a very abbreviated format. But even still within that, it was like the last five minutes of the call. Nobody knew what to say anymore. Because it didn't feel right to push as far into the ridiculous without a, a physically captive audience. Yeah. And yet at the end of it, all of us felt like we'd satisfied whatever stipulation was placed upon us. I I don't say this lightly or tritely or whatever. Um, man, that's an instance where, to me, this year, COVID was a bit of a blessing. Yes. Because we wrapped that bullshit up in a small package and got it completed and moved on and everybody felt like they'd done what they needed to do mm-hmm. no guilt on any part and we didn't waste an entire day or work ourselves into sure. nubs of exhausted existence exactly so it's kind of a i guess it's a negative perspective on something good but i would certainly not mind doing that again i think that from so many people particularly here in the u.s this year the restraints of quarantine have opened up a view of like, oh, it doesn't have to be this way. Yes. I don't have to be subservient to this way we've always done things. And that could be in a work application, could be in a personal life application, but as terrible as some of the constraints have been for various reasons, I hope that 
many people are seeing like, oh my gosh, I just didn't realize we could do it. And this is so much simpler. Yes. This is so much more fulfilling yes. or whatever. Freed from shackles. Yeah, that freedom. Honestly, we were free to take off. We just didn't know it. Yes, exactly. That's a great way to say it. Which transitions into what's something great? What's something that you want to do again? Well, something that was great, and I don't know how often this could happen, but I would say as I think back from Christmas Day back through Advent, the highlight for me was our daughters both had the opportunity, were asked to serve at Christmas Mass, the first time they've ever been asked to serve at Christmas Mass. That's a Mass. big one. It's yeah. a special one. And so they were super nervous about it. Fortunately, our deacon, who sort of corrals the servers at the mm -hmm. altar, asked that all of the servers be there 45 minutes early. Yes. Anyway. Because they had to learn. Yes. This this mass in format and function is, what, 60, 70% different than any other mass they would have ever served at? It's different. It is. And especially because our priest chose to um, celebrate the mass once we moved into the liturgy of the Eucharist facing ad orientium. Or add, I don't know what the word is exactly it's, in Latin, but it means facing the east. Everyone facing east. Facing east. Yes. Facing. That would be like both a combination of facing and basting. Whoa. There were no bastings. No basting happened. Everyone facing east. Yes, which is to say the priest himself facing the altar, which is how mass was celebrated for yes. millennia. His back, his back towards yes. us. And so that meant some practical and logistical changes for the altar service. But mm -hmm. ultimately... Seeing our daughters, who are both serving, line up, and as our director of sacred music began with Adeste Fidelis um, in the Latin, O come all ye faithful, after the longing and the waiting and the dryness and the darkness of Advent, this burst of celebration and seeing our oldest daughter lead the processional up the aisle as the thurifer who has the incense, mm -hmm. you know, sort of like cleansing the way. Yes. And then our other daughter being one of the candle bearers, one of the, being one of the actual light bearers that accompanies the gospel to the people. It was extremely meaningful. I'm getting chills thinking about it. And I had chills in the moment for sure. It was very meaningful and just like made the celebration the celebration felt so much more significant, having more visceral. visceral, physical, incarnate, having observed the longing and the waiting and the just sort of boredom and the tediousness of Advent. Yes. But seeing that the celebration as a people collected for mass, but especially our daughters serving at the altar, it was very meaningful. I loved it. And I hold that memory of that moment so close to my heart. Yes. That's definitely my number one. I'd love to see that again. And I think we'll get to at least, what, two, maybe three more times, yeah. potentially, yeah. before our oldest moves on, and then it'll be younger ones potentially joining in. Um, less awesome than that, but still awesome in their own way. It was this month that we were introduced to Artebeg Wee Beastie. Great scotch. It's a great scotch. It's a really rugged. Mm. It is the redneck hillbilly yeah. of their family. Rugged, rustic, unrefined. It's five years aged, which Punch is you in the face. barely. Yeah, it's like I'm going to run like sandpaper down your throat, but I'm going to make you like it. That's a great. You should give them that. That You should yeah. give Artebeg that phrase for their marketing we'll materials. We'll see if they'll pay us for it. Okay. It's doubtful that either I check or that they agree. <laughs> But in any event, no, it's good. It's good. It's like, you know, some scotches you want to have with a, a $25 cigar and just really live it up. But this one's like, hey, you got a $2 cigar or a cigarette. Either way, it's fine. We're, we're not going to embarrass you introducing you or introducing us to your other low quality friends. But we're still going to be the star of the show. Is it's pretty great. That's from the. That's good. Do you call them houses or makers? What do you call um, the the lines of distilleries? Distillery. Yeah. Okay. It's from the Artebeg Distillery. It's called Wee Beastie. It's it's a delightful and very budget friendly. Yeah. yeah find. Yeah. Indeed. 
Um, and then the, the last one, and this ties all the way back to the beginning of figuring out how to give yourself permission to guiltlessly admit what it is that you do and do not want. Mm -hmm. You don't have to bear the burden of someone else's judgment. It's not their choice. It's yours. Yeah. And uh, we, we've had a series of events here with an ice storm and other things that caused me for the first time ever to contract out some yard work that I could do. I'm capable of doing and doing well. But to say, you know what, I don't, I don't like to do that. And I don't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. And by yard work, I'm not talking about just, you know, no, it's not running really, a weed eater yeah. or something. But some severe, some severe work. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's been phenomenal. And I hope I can, as long as we're financially able, I'd like to always make the choice going forward to let someone else do the stuff I don't want to do. Mm -hmm. And I think part of what helped drive that home is the current crew that we have working on stuff. It is this, this dude's bliss. It's his true life thrill yeah. to do this stuff. And yeah. so why would I do something I hate yep. and steal that? Yep. From someone that loves doing it. Mm -hmm. So, that. Well, I think you know what it's time for. I do know what time it is. It's time for World Watch, Read, Listen, Lifestyle. I'm going to let you take the watches. You've got all okay. the backstory on this. Well, I got two. I've got two. Um, one is Nico's hair. Nico is our youngest child. His hair... And how it happens to be laying or standing is like the most perfect. It's like a soothsayer coming in to tell you <laughs> this is what you're dealing with. Yeah, exactly. If it looks screwy, he's absolutely <laughs> screwy. He woke up from his afternoon nap, which, by the way, he naps so wonderfully at his mm -hmm. daycare and so terribly at home. But I've been trying to move towards the routines that they have at daycare. They don't rock him, hold him, or certainly don't nurse him. They just, he goes and he lays down and he can, he can go to sleep by himself. Mm -hmm. And he does it every single day at daycare. If you've ever seen the burbs at the very end, <laughs> when Tom Hanks has basically been blown up and he, he forcefully inserts himself yes. into the ambulance. Yes. This is how Nico approaches the bed at daycare. Yes. When he's ready to take a nap. Exactly. But I've been so perplexed about he doesn't he doesn't nap all at home. Well, today I thought you know what there's no reason why I the mother cannot institute some of these more um, independent nap style routines at home. Mm -hmm. He took a very good long nap, but when he woke up, his hair was a mess. Yes, and he was a mess. Yes, it was his hair was going everywhere and his mood was going everywhere. Accurate. Um, number two for me on the things to watch is Manny Pacquiao. And that may or may not be a name that's familiar with a lot of people. Manny Pacquiao is in his 40s now. Okay. He has had possibly one of the longest boxing careers ever. Mm -hmm. um, you may or may not be a fan of boxing. Maybe you've never watched it fairly or watched a good boxer fairly to enjoy it. Um, there's something magic about this man. Yeah. And it's not just his his athletic prowess and his seamless uh, lack of aging because I believe he still holds titles in, in a specific weight class. Um, but what's more fascinating, what's more beautiful and more awesome to mm -hmm. me about this man, I happened to watch a couple of videos on him today as I mm. worked and did other things, mm -hmm. and that's why it's fresh on my mind. Yeah. Um, he isn't the mythical figure that's gone undefeated forever. And that's a thing. And it's noteworthy and celebratory and all of that. Sure. But throughout his career, he's had losses, unexpected losses, mm. undeserved losses. Okay. One loss even that to date is recognized as one of the greatest failures of refereeing and scoring. Okay. That's ever occurred. Okay. And with every one of those debilitating instances that has occurred psychologically that he's overcome and he's returned and accomplished even greater okay. than he did before in the face of adversity. And I appreciate that 
at a level that there aren't enough words to define. Um, secondarily, though, and beyond, he's not a trash talker. He is a classy, classy dude. Um, beyond all that, I think one of the things that, that really touches me deeply, as well as millions of others, is that, so he's a, he's a Filipino, and several years ago, several years ago, um, in his love for his country, his love of people and mm -hmm. his generosity, yeah. he began to commit both his dollars and his personal actions towards improving the life of other Filipinos. He got deeply involved in government. I believe he's still a senator, maybe, something within the realm of that and doesn't miss a beat. He'll still go train. He'll still go fight. He'll win money he, anymore. Most of what he wins goes back to helping those who are in need because he's made far more. He's made well over a billion dollars at this point in Dang. his boxing career. He's been doing it a long time. Yeah. Um, and to see someone that's found their bliss, that's found their passion. Yeah. And then found through it a way to give and to love and to contribute. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you'll find a better human than what this man is. Wow. And so even if you don't love boxing, maybe go go check out Manny Pacquiao. You may find that you are a boxing fan and you just didn't know it yet. That has been my experience. I don't seek out watching boxing, but from the time you and I were newly lads, when you were watching boxing, is it bouts, fights, matches? Bouts. What's happening? Mm -hmm. Bouts. I, at first, very like on a on a moral high horse was like this is barbaric mm -hmm. but then i started watching i was like this is actually fascinating and again it's not like you and i are like doing the pay-per-views and inviting people right. over to watch big bouts or anything but the times that you and i've watched it together i found it to be wildly fascinating yeah incredibly inspiring just on a human level what humans can do uh in a in a one-to-one -one situation like that yeah so i would say i agree even if you think, like, I would never watch boxing. If you've never given it a try or a couple of tries, do it. And then also, yeah, just finding the stories behind why people. Yeah. Like, not just the why, but, like, how and, like, the whole context for people and the paths that their lives take. That's one thing I, lo I love and appreciate about boxing is more often than not, either packed into the about itself as you're watching it or in the lead up to it, you're getting these little snippets of people's lives, mm -hmm. of how they got to where they are, what fuels them, what inspires them. What controversies they faced the and controversies. It's such a human sport in the sense that you're literally, it's just one man against another man usually. Well, now even there's women's boxing too, if that's your thing. Okay. But there's so much story packed into it. You might find yourself, as I have, to be surprised to be like, I kind of like boxing. Yeah, yeah. Um, read. Well, go yeah. read the Sort of Awesome Facebook group. And if you're not a member <laughs> yet, why in the hell aren't you a member yet? It's a great Facebook group. Yeah. Um, how about listen? What would you listen to? I found, binged, and will recommend a limited series podcast from the BBC. It's called Paradise. Okay. It tells the story of... The context is a couple in 1978, um, Chris Farmer and Peta Framer, Framingham, something. I can't remember the last name exactly. They were in their 20s and they were murdered um, and their bodies were discovered uh, off the coast of Guatemala. Okay. And Central America. Central America. This the name of the podcast is called Paradise. Again, it's a BBC production. They were British. They were from Manchester in London. Couple of Manx. Yeah, I guess. Is that what you call people from Manchester? Well, Manchester's football club is Manx United, right? Oh, okay, yes, Manchester United. So I didn't know it was shortened to Manx United. As far as I know, I could be misspeaking. If I am, grant me some No, if you are, leniency. a flaming mob will show up at our doorstep in about five seconds if you're wrong about that. I definitely don't want to brawl with a soccer No, fan. They're vicious. <clears throat> anyway, the podcast series is called Paradise. There's 11 episodes. I found it on the True Crime Podcast Reddit because, yes, that exists. Mm -hmm. Somebody said it's one of their favorite podcasts ever. Now, I will not say 
it's my favorite podcast ever. But for listening straight through, it's a fascinating story. It takes you to the Golden State Killer of Sacramento Bay Area, California in the 1970s and 80s. It takes you to Belize, spends a lot of time in Belize and Guatemala, it takes you to Manchester. It, it deals with the FBI and the MI5 and like all of, of these different- Of course it does, those crooked bastards. Yeah, of course it does. all these different government entities. It's a great, it's a very extremely well-produced podcast. Again, this is BBC, but it's also highly human, highly personable. It is true crime. There are some moments, I will just say to you, I had to skip through because they were very disturbing to me. But all in all, the 11 episodes of this series are highly listenable, highly bingeable. A lot of podcasts, including Sort of Awesome, do not have new episodes out this week. Mm -hmm. So -hmm. if you like true crime and you're looking to something to binge, this, this podcast is over a year old. But BBC Five's Paradise podcast, highly recommend if you like a true crime. And I would tell awesome. you personally, Kyle. Yes, I, I'm intrigued now. You don't have to tell me anything. In fact, if you do, I might have to rail against it because I don't like to be told what to do. So don't say anything. I will probably listen to it. Okay. Fair enough? Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, one thing that I will recommend is a listen. I, I learned when I was today years old that the Flaming Lips are from Oklahoma. I didn't even know this. Not just Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. Well, yes, of course. That's all that exists here is Oklahoma City and the the dribble around it, right? The, the Tulsa listeners no, and viewers, you know are, they will be on our doorstep Tulsa, in five seconds. you're not the state capital. Just quit it already. You're <laughs> fancifying yourself. Don't bullshit yourself or me. Oh. I'm, I'll not hear it, sir. Okay. Sir, I'll not hear this. Okay. Tulsa. You tried hard. You should have been Arkansas. You'd have been the kings of Arkansas, but you chose to stay in Oklahoma and you are what you are, which is second, which is first place loser, as we all know. Send all of your cards, letters, and angry emails to Kyle at Awesome Today. Yes. <laughs> which feel free to type that in. That will reach nowhere. Um, no, I don't apologize for that. Guthrie likes to try to chime in too. Oh, we were the state capital and then the seal was stolen. Hey, you know what? You're not. You're not. That's what matters today. You're not. You should have spoken up more loudly back then. Do something about it. Don't come here however many decades after the math and try to be like, no, we were mistreated. Shut up. But getting back to the Flaming Lips. The Flaming Lips. They're awesome. They have a lot of really great songs. They're kind of an alt-rock, kind of a pre-grunge grunge thing. They're really solid. I've A lot of songs of theirs that I've enjoyed in the past, I just only found out today that they are from Oklahoma City originally. So That's right. I have to go back and hear the whole catalog now. Okay. I've got a couple of lifestyles, if you don't mind. You do. Saying. I'm going to go ahead and, and shut up so you can talk. One... I want to point out. I may interject things, just so you know. That's fine. Okay. I am a fan of, and will often turn to, a prayer called the Emergency Novena. This is also called the Flying Novena. It was sort of put together by... Mother Teresa. Yes, St. Teresa of Calcutta, Mother Teresa, you may know her as. It is saying the Memorare Prayer, which is a prayer to our Blessed Mother asking for her intercession. You say it nine times. That's the novena so part. So what's a, what's a normal novena? Okay, so a normal novena stretches over nine days. Novena yes. has its, at its core nine mm -hmm. in Latin, I believe. Um, but you would normally have one prayer that you would pray a day as you're going through a novena. An emergency novena says, oh, no, no, no. We don't have nine days. It's a crisis. Right. We need intercession right now, and we're serious about it. All nine prayers at once. All nine prayers Get in here, Blessed Mother. Anybody else you want to ask to pray with you? We need the prayer immediately. It's a crisis. That's why it's called an emergency novena or the flying novena. It's nine memorares plus another additional one. So it's 10 total. This 10th one being a Thanksgiving prayer. It's still a memorare. 10 being the number of completion. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. The 10th one you offer as a Thanksgiving to our Blessed Mother for praying for you. A couple of days ago, our dear friends lost their darling little Pomeranian puppy. Well, and, and they, with the current distraction of a brand new baby, so yes. they couldn't just be like, we're dropping everything. Because exactly. you, can't, you can't drop babies. They have a newborn. They have Even a if it's a clone, you can't drop it. That's for sure. My friend texted me in, in the heat of the moment, our, our dog is out, we've lost her, can you please pray? 
it's not unusual, don't do it. For me to- Tom Jones sings that nope, song. Don't. It's For a great song. me to get I Need Prayer Right Now requests, I intercessory prayer is my curism. It is. And I'm thankful and honored to pray for people. So I said, I'll pray an emergency novena right now that you find your puppy. And she's a darling little sweet little puff of a puppy. Mm-hmm. By the time I had finished praying the novena, puppy was back home. I cannot say enough. The emergency novena, whether you're Catholic or not, look it up, look up the mirare. It will be, it takes less than five minutes to pray this. And if you're in the moment of crisis of something big, bad, scary, you're unsure of, you need help, you need your holy heavenly mother to be like, you know what? I got you. I will pray for this. Who do you go to physically? Who do you go to when things are wrong? Do you go to dad? No. No. You go to mom. You go to mom. Yes. Dad gets hauled in sometimes. Yeah. Especially when something nasty needs to happen to someone else. But no, mama's always the one. So look up St. Teresa's emergency or flying novena. I promise you, you don't even have to be Catholic. Our Blessed Mother hears your prayer and she will pray for you. It does great things. Now, I'm talking about a puppy prayer. I have prayed this prayer over literal life and death situations and seen miraculous things happen. It's a powerful prayer. It is. It is. You have one more, don't you? Yeah, this is a little anticlimactic based on, you know, like one thing's life and death. This one's not so much. Well, this is living life versus being dead in your life. Okay. Well, one thing to know is that as we record, it's the end of a Saturday mm-hmm. for us. This morning, I had no plans. Really, it's the Saturday after a holiday week. I knew that the twins room required some work. And by required some work, you mean it was a disaster. It was a disaster. And, and I, I want you to really sense the breathiness. Yeah. Disaster. It was, wow. Not just in the cluttered sense of the word, although yes, clutter, but also actual filth. Actual filth, all the things. Literally, if there'd been an option to just detonate that room off of the home, <laughs> it probably would have been the better choice. <laughs> we could have had our yard crew come in and just, yeah. like, just take this whole part of the house out. Yeah, just get the loose shingles and timber. The seven-year-old sons to whom I've given birth, and we've referenced earlier in this episode. The clones. The clones. They're not, they're good at a lot of things. Cleaning's not one of them. It's true. So I decided I'm just going to roll up my sleeves. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to scrub it down. Well, once I started doing that, the spirit of inspiration caught me. Yeah, which is very different than motivation. Yes. I've recognized for weeks that the upstairs was kind of, Suffering from a lack of attention, to say it graciously. We've been in the Christmas mode, life, blah, blah. It's yeah. been a little gnarly up there. From within, this inspiration came to give the upstairs a good top to bottom clean down for the most part. And um, I didn't I didn't invade your office, although you did some cleaning in your I office. I did. You, your inspiration was so great, I, I found myself falling victim to it. Yes. And I feel so good about it. And when I realized I was coming to an end and starting to feel, this was a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. Because in the past, I would have tried to push through this. I would have guilted myself to keep going. You're preaching to the choir. I've watched it happen. When my inspiration ran out and I moved into a sense of guilt. like A lull. A lull. And I was thinking, okay, the upstairs looks fantastic. The downstairs is still trashed. From Christmas and otherwise. Not really trash. I mean, it's not like a hoarder's house, but it needs to be cleaned. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Instead of trying to push through and letting my resentment grow and pushing through physical exhaustion, I said, you know what? My inspiration's done. I was inspired to clean the upstairs. That inspiration has come to its conclusion, and I feel good about ending right now. I did some tidying up down here in the loosest sense. And mostly that's just taking out yeah. all the shipping boxes that all of our Christmas presents have arrived in. Yes. Thanks, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. But I felt like, okay, I did it. I did the thing that I was inspired to do today. It was not all that needed to be done on one sense of the word. But needed. it was entirely in the other sense of the word. Yeah. And I... I'm 43 years old. I've been running the household for over 22 years. This is one of the few moments where I did exactly what I was inspired to do. And when my inspiration was gone, I quit. Let me offer you some encouragement. Okay. 
having myself been a participant now for 22 plus years in the aftermath of a day's worth of efforts today, right now, and I'm not just saying this, you are a reward to be around. Thank you. That hasn't often been the case when you've pushed past yes. what you were inspired to do. And yes. You worked yourself to a point where you were no longer a gift to anyone to mm. be around. Mm -hmm. That's pretty strong. That's I'd far rather be rewarded to be around you because you're that much of a blessing uh, because you shut down before the whole house was done than to have an entirely polished, pristine home and have a, a terrible experience next to you. Thank you. That means a lot to me. It really does. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. And thank all the people. Okay. That's everything? I think it is. Hey, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. In general, it is bad practice to clone people. The old-fashioned way of reproduction is more fun anyway. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.